and go ahead. What am I doing? <laughs> Start select. sound like chip tunes over here yeah thank you thank you dj <laughs> it's the nicest thing you've ever said in your life not even just to me <laughs> welcome to your inner child's idiot the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good my name is dj hi i'm uh i'm uh metroid <laughs> but later you'll find out at the when you beat the game that i'm actually uh damon hi oh twist we're talking about Metroid today. Metroid, the original, I guess. I mean, it's the original one that I played. Was it an arcade game before it was? I don't think. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. Original. Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. NES Nintendo Entertainment System. We're talking about Metroid. <laughs> you keep saying it. You sound more confident every time you say it. I, I was definitely a Mega Man kid more than a Metro. If we're talking about arm cannon games. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, in Ohio, it would have been Mega Man, but down south, it was Metroid. That's just the yeah. way the the that the American divide, the Mega Man and Sun Metroid tea divide versus Sweet Tea is just the way it is. <laughs> Did you play this one a lot? No, uh, this was this was for some reason I found this room this game oddly depressing. It's a very uh, desolate game, and I found all the songs to be in like weird minor keys. So I mm. found it very. Uh, I might have been also too young when this game came out. I think this game came yeah. out 86, uh, maybe even 85. But it was a little too just depressing for me. It's You're just a tiny figure on a alien land. And the music, I, every time, I, I, can, I cannot place any of the music, but I've tried to play Metroid in the current age. Why did I say it like that? And um, every time the music starts, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a bummer. <laughs> I don't think it's bad music. Get me, don't get me wrong. It's just like really like Minor, effective music, sad. maybe. Yeah. It reminds mm-hmm. you that you are a lone person on an alien landscape trying to survive. Yeah, what's because we got she's got the cool. It's uh, Seamus. It's a lady. Is it Seamus? Seamus. No, you're thinking Seamus? if she was an Irish boy, sure <laughs> she would be Seamus. You get in here, Seamus. Samus. Yeah, Samus. Samus. Seamus. 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 Yo, Seamus. Seamus, we gotta defeat all these Metroids. <laughs> they got in the house, Seamus. So, what is a Metroid? A me- this is even more confusing than the Link Zelda controversy yeah, because Metroid just is like just name the game after your main character. Just stop it's like this if bullshit. Mario Brothers was called Goomba. Like it's the Metroid it's like the- a low level enemy that you encounter in the game. Oh, weird. It's very. So she- it looks like a jellyfish with little claws instead of oh, those tendrilly but- things. Isn't that like in the main, like bad, uh, like a big brain or something? Well, Mother Brain. Um, okay. Who in Captain N on the uh, cartoon shows oh, was shit. voiced by Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops, who also did Audrey 2 in Little Shop of Horrors around the okay. same time. So when I was a kid, I was like, that sounds like that plant. Why does that sound like that plant? So Levi Stubbs had a weird late career of playing uh, female named villains. <laughs> Have you watched uh, Harley Quinn on HBO Max, the the cartoon? No, I hear way? it's good. Again, a lot, just to it's keep fantastic. the theme of rebooted animated shows yeah. that are great. 
it's fantastic. But there is also like a, a plant that has that. It's clearly inspired by the Audrey two that voice. Is it poison Ivy's plant? Uh, yes. Well, that's fun. It is fun. I feel like I'm on superhero overload. I feel like I'm like at max capacity. Like there's part of me that wants to watch suicide squad. I'm like, I just, I'm but one man. DC comics universe. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that another time. Save that um, for off, off the record. Save, save that for when we're talking about something related. Save that all. for the green room. My, I, th- I remember my brother playing this uh, a, a few times, um, at least like renting it and playing it. Uh, all I know is like from people who truly love these games. That's mostly what I remember about these. And that uh, a lot of people who love them really love them and are frustrated that they don't make as many Metroid games as they used to. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not, it doesn't have like this sort of reach that a, uh, the, the Mario universe or the Zelda universe does any game at this point, like coming on for the original NES, it's like story is not really what we're, we're here for running around shooting stuff with an alarm cannon. Like some people really like story. Most people that I don't want to talk to, but yes, some people really want to talk about video game lore. They come, they, they like backfill the story. Like you get that from the booklet. It's not really in the game so much. Uh, I never really, I definitely played Metroid a bit, but I don't think I ever had it. So I would have only played it at like Billy Power's house, you know? Oh, uh, Billy Power. He had all the best stuff. Yeah. Jonathan Newcomb was my Billy Power. Yes. It makes sense. It just does. Because <laughs> Phyllis and Harry ain't buying that many Nintendo games, but Jonathan Newcomb's parents are. God, all the, some kids just had all the games. Like, in retrospect, Some when I think... kids had all, the, all games. the games. When I think about it, like, of course, I've, I feel like looking at my past, I'm like, you were a, a spoiled brat. You got, you know, like, you got all kinds of games and fun stuff to do. But, like, at the time, I felt like, I don't ever get any games. Yeah. I've only I, got hours of entertainment at my fingertips at any <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, actually, the Nintendo games I owned are still in this room with me. Bust them out. I want to hear those cartridges shuffling. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I could possibly. Yeah, hold on. Let's, Let's hear see them what we got. You want to hear them shuffling? Is that oh, boy. Through? Here we go. Oh, you got the perfect little basket for it. Well, that's Tyler for you. Okay. All right. So uh, here's uh, my pride and joy. There's the gold cartridge. Zelda. Oh, the gold cartridge Zelda. Zelda. You can hear uh-huh. that? That's some audio for you. Coming out of that little sleeve. That really oh, yeah. protects it. Dust right. can't get in this open sleeve. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> High tech. Here we got a, a Rampage. I think I stole this from someone. I might have bought it for like five bucks Rampage. At, a, at a thing. This was, you probably remember it best is that Dwight, uh, Dwayne the, Dwight the Rock Johnson. Dwight the <laughs> Rock Johnson? That Dwayne the Rock Johnson, a fantastic film. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Rampage. You can turn he plays the monkey, I think. Yeah. No, he owned the monkey. Super Mario Brothers 2. There you go. Oh, yeah. It's got to fight Wart. A lot of root vegetables in that one. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, colon, the arcade game. Best one. It truly is. Uh, Tiny Toon Actually, Adventures. Actually, Tur- Turtles in Time was a, I was a big fan, too. Tiny Toon Adventures, the NES cartridge. You're like, you're like Billy Powers over here. Oh, and possibly one of the greatest games of all time, Super Mario, Mario Brothers 3. Mm. It's got a little raccoon tail there. 
You remember that from when we played it for this podcast? I do remember that. Please <laughs> refer to episode... You'll fill that. Uh, here's Mickey Mouse Capade. This game is absolutely terrible. But what it is, is the first Disney game for uh, the NES. Capcom. And where I don't know where Mario Brothers 1 is. I'm sure he's around here somewhere. He's in the NES uh, Of course. Where he belongs. Gathering dust. So that's uh, my... No Metroid. No Metroid. I never owned a Metroid. We would have rented Metroid, I believe, from the local uh, Blockbuster or its Showtime video. But, I mean, I only had that... What's that? Eight games? Nine games? Yeah, I think we had... We had... I never had any Zelda... We had Mario one, two, and three event. You know, not not at first, of course, but the du- we had the Mario Duck Hunt yeah. and and the like track one, track and or whatever it was that like ha- when you got the track. Oh, pad. track and field, so you can cheat yeah. at the thing. Oh yeah, and then yeah, all the Ninja Turtles that I could get my hand on, mm-hmm. and hand just the one hand. Well, you didn't get your second hand until you were three. Like most human boys, uh, you grew your second hand uh, yeah. in early toddler age. It was probably the same, like maybe five to ten games, you know, at at max. I was a prolific renter, though, and I would borrow from yeah. Jonathan Newcomb. Yeah, we was always trading, like oh, trading yeah. games, and then like renting, and then. You'd always just like, because you were trading and playing and other people, they always end up with games that you definitely didn't buy that were just like, oh, I have this. I don't know if Metro, Metroid would, would have been even one that I borrowed, I don't think. It's so, because you knew she how, was a woman and you're sexist as established yeah. in the She-Ra episode? I'm just saying my misogyny is rooted deep. I do like the idea that <laughs> the twist, the mind-blowing twist of a game is that the main character is a member of 51% of the population of the Earth. Like, that's the twist. <laughs> is that like a big reveal at the end of the game? Yeah. You, you, it does not uh, allude to the fact that Samus is a woman until at the end when she is irrelevant. in like a Barbarella-style <laughs> like outfit at the end where she's like in sort of a bikini and... Uh, her hair, her long hair is flowing. Um, and I'm like, why do you have to get naked just because you won the game? And also, that's another thing. There was an urban legend that if you like got a certain score or if you did something in-game, she would appear properly naked in all her oh 8-bit glory <laughs> that, that uh, if, you, if you accomplished something within the game, you could get her that's, naked at the end. Sounds like a very uh, eight-year-old boy thing to think was going to happen. Yeah, it's uh I'm like and that's that's enough to make you <laughs> search for years uh is whether Metroid uh whether not Metroid Samus I my apologies appears naked at the end of the game. We're going to try to to make that happen. We're going to try to get the highest score or whatever the fuck you have to do to get that. Uh, we're going to play <laughs> Metroid. Play along with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you could become a patron of the show for as little as eight bits? Is this the angle? Is this that's the angle? Is it happening right now? Do you get it? Because am we're I playing, in the midst of the angle? We're playing Metroid, which is oh, an eight-bit game. Oh my god! Of course. And okay. A bit is famously twelve and a half cents. <laughs> so wait a minute. So our lowest Patreon circle is what? Go on. You can do it. You can do it. 
A dollar? Yes. It is 8 bits. <laughs> you were right the whole time. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Perfect. You fell that right was in. Great. I fell, fell right, right into, into your my, bit. My weird dungeon where there's no way to get anywhere or do anything <laughs> without dying. Just like Metroid. Okay, so before we even before we even start, please. I brought shame upon my family. I brought shame to this podcast. I'm not proud of myself. Mm-hmm. I got too mad at this game and did not have enough, mm-hmm. did not make enough time. I'm not going to pretend like this is anybody but my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a very uh, busy couple of months, and mm-hmm. um, I did not want to spend any more time than I already had being angry at this video game. And so I did not actually complete this game myself. However, however, I played it a lot. What's a lot? 1,000 hours, it feels like. I can only <laughs> go, I didn't time myself, so I can I only go by- I think that is how time is measured, how you yeah. felt time pass. I can only go by, I, since I didn't specifically time time it, I have to just go by what I think it felt like, and I'm going to say roughly eight years of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did watch a playthrough of a much more skilled gamer than me. So mm-hmm. I am familiar with the beats. I'm familiar with what I should have done. <laughs> Had I been a more avid reader of Nintendo Power Magazine, avid I probably reader. would have followed mm-hmm. those steps and gotten to where he got. And so I'm not saying I, don't, I have nothing to contribute because I got a lot to say. But the actual playing experience. I just feel like I wanted to get that out there before we even start. I didn't want to lie to anybody. I want to say, as your dear friend, uh, this is a safe space, and you are a failure, and you have (laughs) let down your family and this podcast. I'd like everyone to meet our new host, uh, BJ (laughs) Pahillips. Uh, he'll be uh, hosting with me. Hey for guys, the rest what's of going it. on? Hey BJ, uh, classic BJ. Oh, How yeah. you doing? Oh, I was just playing Call of Duty. I always, <laughs> I'm a gamer. I am only, I'm only playing games all the me, time. Man. Me and BJ have a lot in common, as you probably already <laughs> can tell. We both love first-person shooters. Bro, high five. Ugh. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're sort of... Yeah, just do it, though. Well, I mean, what do I, like, press my hand against the, the yeah. screen? Or, okay. Yeah, right in right the webcam. Yeah, that's perfect. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Um, I love this relationship because it's fulfilling in both ways. It's a two-way street. <laughs> That's what I love about you, BJ. The good thing about DJ is like disappointing people is not like his number one deep-seated uh, fear <laughs> in life. <laughs> so the more we could sort of talk about that and explore it, uh, mm-hmm, the sort mm-hmm, of just mm-hmm. sort of like you want to take like a hand in each side of the wound and just sort of pull in opposite yeah. directions. That's kind of and what I have like do. a grape juice, a grapefruit juice, <laughs> like reamer. Great. Grape nuts. Just I've got grape nuts as well. <laughs> like make a little parfait. Milk. The grapefruit juice curdles the the milk, so we get <laughs> like sort of a yogurt thing, and then uh, and then some uh, grape nuts on top. That's fun because they never they never get mushy even in the slightest. They're always no. like uh, hurting your teeth, hurting your gums. Well, that's because they're made of stone. They're small rocks. So they are actually the sad thing about grape nuts is that they made too many gravel pieces for the Flintstones movie and they were like <laughs> we got to do something with this. What are we going to do? And they're like just sell them as grape nuts. Who cares? And they're like oh, what does no. that mean? And they're like it doesn't matter people buy anything. <laughs> and it was true. And that's how grape nuts were made. 
I don't know. This is a video game, and it's also not like a super linear video game. So how would you recap this if you were to recap it? You want me to take a stab at it? Please. I've already rehearsed it in my head. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna open with a Sofia Petrillo style opening. Picture it. Planet Zebus, if you 2000 will. X5, the year. You know how uh, in years you want to know the century and the millennium, but you don't want to know the decade? That's right. what's happening yeah. in the Metroid universe, 2000 X5. We have a bounty hunter, Samus Aran, who has been hired by the Galactic Federation. Mm-hmm. Is Aran like her middle name, like Samus Aran? Oh, not like E-R-I-N, like okay. uh, Aran in all my English classes. No, not not that. <laughs> It's actually much closer to Arian, which is uncomfortable. Um, she's been hired by the Galactic Federation to uh, infiltrate planet Zebus, where all the space pirates <laughs> are from. I like the specificity and also the vagaries of the uh, yeah, Metroid right. uh, yeah. uh, canon. She goes there. You're like, I definitely want to know more about that, but I'm not going to get it from this booklet. Space pirates, you say? Yeah. Uh, the space pirates have kidnapped a very uh, dangerous alien life form called a Metroid, the titular Metroid, mm-hmm. um, and they want to use it to take over the galaxy. So uh, the Ga- Galactic Federation has sent um, Mrs. Metroid, Samus Aran, to go uh, fetch it and defeat Mother Brain, who is the head of the Galactic Pirates uh, Federation. I know what you're thinking. Is she a literal brain? And yes, she is. So Mother Brain is actually... Not she's ahead the head of the pirates, you say? You know, I mean you're you're putting me on the spot now and I feel like if you had asked if if I was just uh recapping a video game, say, I would have said that and now that you're like putting me on the spot, I feel like I feel like a, a pressure is upon me to say yes she is, but I feel like there's probably a nerd somewhere who's like, um, actually she's a contractor with the space pirates. Well, and to be fair, let's let's put it out there like this game um all the story beats really come from like ancillary material like oh it's an, this is straight it's up an original yeah it's original nes <laughs> 8-bit game where you get a little bit of story from the booklet and the game is really just about gameplay and there's enemies oh, yeah. and, you, and you shoot them and there's bigger enemies and there's power-ups it's not like so i'm not saying it doesn't matter or that they didn't build upon it later in other games but like there's a lot of fill-in-the-blank story, so I'm not going like, to... I mean, everything I said is straight from the manual. It's not from any of my gameplay. That right. I was like, oh, I see. So Mother Brain is the head of the Space Pirates, and I can say that with confidence. Uh, she is a recurring antagonist in the Metroid mm-hmm. series. Cold and ill-tempered AI created by Chozo, by the Chozo, <laughs> but turned against them when the Space Pirates invaded Zebus. After showing her intellectual might... Mother Brain became leader of the pirates, huh? And uh, greatly uh, increased uh, the efficiency of their attack, attacks against the Galactic Federation over the years. So that's from Wikitroid, which <laughs> I think, which I would hope they would be an expert. Which, as a young boy, I had delivered in volumes to my home. <laughs> well, the salesman always came by and yeah. he was like, "Would you like twenty-four volumes of Wikitroid?" And you're like, "I already have Wikipedia back here, so mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have any more room for I'll take, for Wikitroid, sir." I'll, the, I'll take the Time Life Alien series and I'll take the Wikitroid, please. <laughs> I guess, yeah, what I said was like the recap of the manual, essentially. But gameplay-wise, you're essentially going through this alien planet, killing baddies, um, getting power-ups to your suit, um, and then eventually uh, defeating 
two bosses in the game, yeah. which give you access to, to Mother Brain's lair and then uh, attacking Metroids while you're there. And then you kill Mother Brain and you escape out the hatch. That yep. seems like a space term. And, uh, <laughs> and then you have hatch. it, Metroid. Yeah, the, Ooh, the, and then it's revealed that you were a woman this whole time. And you're now wearing a bikini for some reason. Why would you get undressed? There's no one there's no one here. Like and you're not getting ready for bed. Why would you take off your spacesuit just I to mean, reveal a bikini? To be fair, uh it's probably very hot in that little costume. And true, and you've been somersaulting a lot. Yes, like that's your main jump is somersaulting. Yeah. I want to talk about her crazy running style, because that was the first thing I noticed mm-hmm. in gameplay is First of all, you got the k- 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 she uh, she scuffles when she runs, which is not great technique, but you know it's mm-hmm. working for her. At some point, well, you, you want to keep gotta, the weight on the balls of your feet. Yeah, you want to just keep moving in a fast motion. But she's got a little like velociraptor hand thing going. <laughs> it's uh huh. It's very weird looking, but I enjoyed it. It's very um. I mean, it's not a. I mean, I guess it's it is a somewhat fast paced game because I hear that speedrunners like to like beat this as fast as they can, but. She's not super fast, but because she's sort of at a slight angle, it makes it seem like she's moving really fast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, sort it, of leaning forward a, a bit, so right. it makes it feel like your momentum is is uh, going. So let's let's sort of describe the gameplay, because it is... Uh, I mean, it's sort of a, a, the, the game that launched a thousand ships. There's like a million games. There's a Metroidvania genre, like based off of this in Castlevania, where you have a whole world that you can explore and you can, mm-hmm. uh, as you gain abilities through the game, you can uh, beat it. How did you, how did you feel about that? Having played things like Super Mario Brothers and Mega Man and Zeldas. Yeah. Well, and even, even the earlier Zeldas, which obviously Zelda like got very quickly more in, more and more into the explore the area and kind of, you don't have to do in an exact order, but at the very beginning, even Zelda was like, it was pretty obvious where you needed to go. Oh, and you think that? I think so. Um, I guess maybe not. I would think like the, the original Zelda was also, I mean, I think that this, this game, playing this game reminded me a lot of Zelda in like pros and cons and like the ways it differentiated from Zelda. And, and when yeah. I say Zelda, the original Zelda, because the original Zelda just starts you out in the middle of a, you know, a forest and you sort of have to figure out for yourself like That's where true. you're supposed to go. There's not really anyone going, move north. You just That's sort of true. have to keep playing. I guess maybe I'm just because of the the later Zelda games that I played first. Mm-hmm. And the mechanics of that were, I guess, just a lot more familiar, which was like, I don't know, cut grass till you figure out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And this one was more like, I really don't know where to go. And every time I go somewhere where I think I'm going, I just get killed really fast. Yeah. And so I was a little frustrated by that until, I mean, I was very frustrated in general by this game, but I also, you get a little bit more freedom than say Mario with like, you can shoot up, you can jump really high from the very beginning, even though you, you learn or you gain abilities to do even more stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like your abilities when you start out are pretty good for evading at least, which is good because that's about all you can do to some of the creatures at first. Yeah, I, I um, 
I think one of the interesting things about this game is that it's very ex- exploration based. I mean, uh, Zelda is also the original Zelda is very exploration based, but eventually you find a dungeon and that's also a very linear experience through that dungeon. Yes, yeah. And that sort of compartmentalizes that experience. And then you go back to the overworld Whereas Metroid, there are no, it's always this claustrophobic feeling of you're exploring this, this world. And what I thought was like a weird irony of this game is that it, it, it really is putting the focus on exploration and go find your own way. There's literally not even, unlike Zelda, there's not even NPCs that will even give you vague right. and or mistranslated hints um, yeah. about what to do. There, It is literally just you in an alien planet. And and there is some like elements of game design where like you move to the right, and at a certain point, like at the initial part of your game, when you move to the right, you will hit a sort of seeming dead end where you hit a wall that just has a small tunnel at the very bottom and you can't you can't progress any farther. So if you go back to where you started and then you go to your left, you get a morph ball thing that allows you to sort of shrink into a ball and roll under small tunnels, which then allows you to progress even farther, which is sort of like a small moment of like, oh, here's the game yeah. teaching me what I should I be doing. Yeah. And teaching me that I should explore this world. But I kind of like what you were alluding to I found that it was very frustrating because whenever I tried to explore the world, I would die really quickly. Because right, you start right. out with very limited health and the enemies really hit hard in this game. Yeah. On top of which, I found that a lot of enemies sort of come at you like from the ceiling or like come at you at an angle, like moving in waves. And you can really only shoot up and you can shoot across, like at, yeah, you know, side. Yeah. Uh, head level. Is that a term? Uh, eye level. And so you're really limited in what you can do. So if a, a guy comes at you at a 45 degree angle, you have to either get under him or like move away from him and hope you can hit him uh, when he lands. So it was like a really frustrating experience that even early on, those early yeah. enemies hit really hard and can like really destroy your health really quickly. Also, it's like there's no like health drop. Like there are health drops in the game. As you kill enemies, they give you yeah. health drops, but they're also very small. Like you ha- you start out the game with uh, one energy tank. I, this I feel yeah. like this is going to be really silly to explain, but you start out with one energy tank, which can hold 100 points of health, but you start out with 30 points of health in that energy tank, and you yeah. can get more energy tanks as you go. But... Um, there's no like big health drops. Like when you kill a guy, he'll give you five health points. Yeah. And that means like, if you want to get a full energy tank, you'd have to kill like 20 guys and they'd all have to, assuming that they all drop health for you, you'd have to kill like 10 to 20 guys. And that's like a little, there's no like big, there's no like fairy or like one up thing where it like fills all your health. It's just like this gradual, like grinding of like killing enemies. I'm always like anti grinding in video games. I always find it very boring. Never downloaded grinder. (laughs) Couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm not just going to kill a bunch of small level enemies just to meet a guy. Get out of (laughs) here. That's that actually is the, the tack I ended up taking, uh, was like, okay, this is pissing me off. Mm-hmm. So I did the, like, because a lot of the enemies will respawn if you just leave the screen and come back. Yeah. I just, like, did that a bunch of times to the left of the very beginning screen when I started over and just, like, built up my health a little bit. Like, I don't think but I... But they're I so low level that... I did that for, like, 20 minutes. It takes forever, and it's yeah. boring. 
Um, it was very boring. <laughs> on top of which, like, I feel like th- what I'm trying to say is like that, like teaches you that exploration is a really frustrating thing, but it's also the main mechanic of the game. So I right. feel like it's like in conflict with the game. Because yeah. it, it teaches me that I don't it, want to yeah. like go to places where there are bigger enemies that might have bigger health drops, because they'll take my health like instantaneously. Um, so you just sort of stay in those same repetitive rooms over and over, killing like those small porcupine enemies that crawl yeah. all over everything. So it can sort of be uh, a frustrating thing. Have it, did you notice that like um, this might have been a mechanic because we, we played on the Switch. Because it did not have it for the old school NES, which right. so I think some of the mechanics would be a bit different. Although it's mostly the same. Although, aside from the rewind feature, I think it's pretty much the same as the NES release. Yeah, I did not use the rewind feature this oh. time. and uh, I spam that rewind feature a lot. Yeah, and I think that may have helped me be less mad if I had used it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, let me stop you right there. You'd be the same amount of mad but not as dead because I got real, real mad. I remember when we played Mega Man with that, it was like, I don't know how this is fucking possible without that. But the the thing I noticed too, and again, this might've been a mechanic of the switch controller was when you do get the additional like weapon, like the rocket launcher, just the, how long it takes to switch over to, cause I, every time I'd be like, no, I push this. Oh yeah, I like, think that might be a switch specific thing because it would have been the select button on the NES yeah, controller, that's true. which would have been, sort of been just like down with your thumb. But that with the switch easier. controller, it's up. You have to take your thumb, your left you have thumb. To, and go I had to up. look at it every yeah. time, and then I, it's you have not to basically convenient. like pause so that I don't get killed while I'm looking for it. That's another example of like uh, frustrating grinding is that there are every room has like a door, an entrance door and an exit door on either yeah. end. Um, and in order to open those doors, you have to just shoot one of your shots. But sometimes there is a red door, which means you have to shoot a missile at it. Did I say a missile? I meant five missiles. Yeah. Um, which are like not necessarily hard to come by, but at the beginning of the game, you have zero missiles. And every time you find a missile, like, I don't know, uh, capacity increase, it's five more missiles. So when you find your first missile, it's five missiles. So when you find your first red door and you're trying to figure out what the fuck am I supposed to do here, the idea that I have to throw all my current missiles at it just to open it is silly to me. It is is an infuriating thing because also there's not a lot to say, at least... Aside, unless you've read the manual that says you have to shoot five missiles at red doors, there's nothing in the game that says you're doing you're the right thing. Keep firing missiles at it. Right. So you just like I I, I watched a few playthroughs after I had played and saw a few people get really frustrated because they shoot one missile at the these yeah. red doors and nothing happens. So they assume that is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did the first time, and then. Yeah, it wasn't until after I had already yelled and given up because I was like, I don't know what the fuck you need to do for this. And it was like, oh, shoot more missiles than I have is what I need to do. Yeah, it's like um, the missiles are too valuable in that part of the game for that bullshit, which to be fair is like, well, maybe go somewhere else first and then you can go there. You know what I mean? Like after. Well, no, I mean, I think early on that is like. You kind of have to do that. It's kind of the only way forward. So it feels kind of weird. This is the way it says in the manual. 
go here. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you, when you were playing before you got incensed, I, I had to get, um, I had to look up a map online. Like that was the only, I didn't do a walkthrough, yeah. but I did have to look up a map because there's no map in this game. Yeah. Uh, even any rudimentary map, you would have to either draw your own map as a kid in 1986, or you would have to no, that's I'm sorry. That's the only option. I don't know what yeah. I thought the second. Look thing it up in Nintendo be. Power magazine. If you uh, were right, you'd have to have a subscription to Nintendo Power. Call the Nintendo and it was Power very magazine. helpful. But I, I mean, I can't imagine being a kid in the '80s because a lot of these rooms, probably due to the limitations of the the hardware, are just repetitive rooms. Some of them yeah. look absolutely identical, and I yeah. found myself before I had decided, okay, I'm just going to get a map. I'm going to count that as yeah. not cheating if I look up a map. I would. Uh, get lost and not be sure where I am. And when you die in this game, you start at the same spawn point in the beginning of the game. You start where you start the game, literally. Um, so if you die, you start at the same place. And you have to like retrace your steps. And if there's a lot of like tall, vertical corridors that you have to traverse and all that stuff. And a lot of them look identical, even down to the color. Like some of them are color swapped, some of them are the same color. And it's, yeah. it can be very frustrating to not know where you're going. I feel like that's the only way forward is to either find a map or, or draw your own. Um, because that is like actually kind of what broke me finally is that I realized the sort of scope of it is because I had been like, okay, I, I got to a point where I was like, I definitely need to look some stuff up because I'm just sort of like wandering around and dying. And then I looked up a map and I like had it and I was like, this is going to take fucking forever with the, cause like even knowing where I'm going, my skill level was still so low. And I hadn't like, I know I need to get to this power up and it gets a little easier with the power ups, like the different uh, guns and stuff. But it was like not easy even with mm -hmm. those. It was still, I, I just saw a lot more yelling at TVs in my future. <laughs> and I didn't need that in my life at the moment. Um, the I just want to say, I, I'm not mad that we covered this, but I also want to, I want to like, I am not actually that mad at myself for, 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 for giving up on this <laughs> because it sucked. I was not having fun. No, we're sort of, we, uh, I feel like we're dancing around it. I mean, we can get in this in, in our, uh, our verdict, but I mean, because Metroid Dread, which is the latest game, came out just yeah. this month, a lot of people have been doing retrospectives on the series, and yeah. I've been watching them because I'm kind of curious, like if I want to play Metroid Dread or not. And a lot of them are like, "You can probably skip the the first game," or I think there was a Game Boy Advance like remake of the first game that mm. is a lot more not handholdy, but it has a map, for example. Right. Um, and I'm like, come on, guys. I already agreed to do this for the podcast. We even <laughs> agreed. We already did the intro for it. Uh, we did it. Uh, did you notice that even even though we were playing an emulator on the Switch, it was uh, still had the like the same glitches? Like, I do where, love that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, I was like, is this is like baked in to like the whole... I don't know I, if they did that on purpose. Or I mean, off topic. Like I mean, I played Mario 3 uh, a few months ago, and there's this thing in Mario 3, like in the sort of a vertical level, more vertical levels, where the, the, like the right hand of the screen will turn a weird color. Yeah. That was right. like the thing like in that. the NES days. Yeah. And it's still a thing in the Switch days. I'm like, I'm glad they didn't fix that. I'm yeah. sure it's not like a conscious choice. Like, ah, the artistry of Mario 3. We have to keep that. I'm sure it's like, fuck it. Who cares? I'm not going to spend any time doing yeah. fixing that. You're just going to pour it out. Um, yeah. 
I think it's something to do with the scrolling, but it is uh, it is a weird aspect of Mario Three, and it's still in the the uh, the emulated versions on Switch. I thought, I mean, I'm gonna keep probably bringing up the original Legend of Zelda because I am a Zelda Zelda head, as we've Zelda established. Head. Yeah. But also, I feel like they are they are sort of like video game cousins. There is like a weird uh, genetic like link between them. They both are like games that have like connected, at least in Zelda's case, overworlds. Zelda link, like you a link to them. Oh my god, of course. Clever. Yeah. Um they're both uh That's the name of a of the main character in uh, No no no, no. that's Zelda. The boy that's Zelda. The, the boy, boy is Zelda. Is Zelda that's right. He's that's just right. trying to save the princess. Princess Hyrule. Come on. Like you, right. it's You're like you didn't right. even read the manual. But in that in, in Zelda you also um like get uh, items in that game rather than power ups to your suit, but you get yeah. items that are like that allow you to like play the game easier. And also, ironically, like in Zelda and Metroid, the game gets a lot easier, at least in the overworld. Like when as you play it, like by the end of Metroid, I wish you had like been able to stick with it. Don't by the end through. of Metroid, you are a living god, <laughs> like, and you can just destroy everyone. You get an attack at some point that anytime you get into that somersault like jump. It just electrifies uh, Mrs. Metroid, and she just kills all the enemies around her. Like, it's mm. deranged. I'm like, how, why is this the one game in the universe that gets easier after I've put, like, two hours into it? Mm. Like, the enemies stay exactly the same, and you're just, like, destroying them. Mm. It's a weird aspect. But I will say this about uh, Zelda versus Metroid. Like, Zelda has this overworld... Um, where it's a top-down perspective. I mean, the whole game is top-down perspective, but then you go into these dungeons that are like a more curated, like puzzle-based experience, or as puzzle-based as an NES can get. And those experiences, like in those dungeons, can be claustrophobic, but this game is claustrophobic throughout. Like the whole thing is like really uh, a claustrophobic experience. And I feel like that, the fact that it just sort of retains that aspect throughout the game was like not tiring because I'm literally sitting there playing a video game. Yeah, but um, yeah, it gets it gets while my like... boyfriend asks if we can watch something else. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm done with this TV show. Come on, we're halfway through the, this third season of Sex Education. Can we just finish? I'm like, no, I got to do this with the podcast. You don't understand. <laughs> um, but the other thing about that about Zelda is because it's a top-down perspective, like you don't necessarily have to fight anyone if you're trying to get somewhere. Right. Whereas right. I feel like in Metroid, your you options are really backwards or yeah. forwards. Yeah. And forwards means killing a bunch of porcupines climbing on the walls and like weird like vulvas that are flying through the oh, air. Yeah. You and watch then out for those. Uh, it's so uh it's weird. What do you think about uh, I, wanted, I did want to talk about that, the sort of HR Geiger like the Month the alien influence, which is I, very. I love that the apparent. story is just straight up like, have you seen Alien? This is that. Yeah, <laughs> do that. I liked it. Uh, it does remind me. I mean, video games very much still do this, where they take an experience you've had in movies, but it's like, what if you were doing it? Oh, yeah. you like Indiana Jones? Would you like to play Uncharted or Lara Croft? Yeah. It's like the same experience, but it's you're in control of it. I I liked it. I mean, it it is um, a very specific art style to do, yeah. but. In its specificity, it does give Metroid a very specific 
stop saying specific, personality. And uh, specifically, I specifically liked it specific. They do the thing that happens in a lot of these games because it's, you know, there's, there's limited rendering power, right? It's a, it's an 8-bit kind of uh, system, but they, they have like where the first, or one of the first orbs that you get is like held by like a, a statue that's right. like that very like HR Geiger kind of, is that my his name right? Geiger? Yeah. Yeah. It's that very like detailed thing. And then like nothing else is detailed like that, <laughs> but like, around it. Which makes, I mean, I'm not like even, that's not even a criticism. It's like, you got to pick your battles, I think, with, <laughs> with, with, with the, what they put the, what it can render at the same time. Well, I mean, even the, the second boss, Ridley, named after Ridley Scott, apparently. Wow. Uh, wow. Is very like alien-like. It looks kind of like the Xenomorph from the Alien movies. And even the textures of the, the platforms, you jump up in those fucking tall corridors, yeah, they have. The, it has like an like, organic, like fl- uh, vibe to it that reminds yeah. me of HR Geiger in a visceral way. Yeah, I do. I do like it, and it's a very specific like art style to emulate. And I think even like having the main character be uh, a woman in the end was a, a, a supposedly a nod to Alien, but also right. a nod to. Wouldn't it be cool if like it was a woman? It's like yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, um, you're gonna want to pray for a true peace in space. <laughs> that was my uh, message. Um, I like that this game was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you accomplished something, but we're far from finished here. Yeah. When I beat it, it was it. It just had. A, I didn't beat it in a timely fashion, so I just got Metroid giving me the thumbs up. Oh. Stop calling her Metroid. Um, stop misnaming her, please. I got Samus giving me the thumbs up, and all it said was a very, like, not, I wouldn't say mistranslated, but awkwardly translated message uh, asking me to pray for a true peace in yeah. space. It's I just a- want to say, because I did actually fight bosses and yeah. beat this game. I don't want to toot my own horn, DJ. No, you did great. I'm, I'm really not proud here- of you. I'm not here. I'm a hero. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say hero? I'm a normal person. Uh, I put my pants on just like everyone else by jumping off a trampoline and putting my <laughs> legs in immediately at the same time. I fought uh, both Craig and Ripley, mm. Ridley and Mother Brain, and killed all those fucking Metroids. I just realized that Ridley Scott named the character Ripley. The, the irony is that he translated his name into Japanese and then back again. Yeah. Um, the, the whole script was done that way. That's just how he prefers to do it. It's like me writing a movie with BJ Pahillips as <laughs> <one> star. <laughs> uh, he loves a high five, that BJ. He loves a high five. He loves high five. Call oh, I just duty. beat Metroid again. Sorry. Were you guys talking about me? Oh, sorry. Hey, BJ. Uh, did you just have a brewski? Is that why you were gone yeah. for so oh. long? Oh, yeah, so good. Uh, crush it, bro. Um, how's your microbrewery going? Oh, man, it's great. It's got so many hops. I don't know. I, I couldn't, <laughs> I can't even, can't even. How many hops? That. Like five hops? Different, oh, five, five different got, hops? You can't even count the hops. That's how many hops it has. <laughs> oh, BJ, could you put DJ back on the line, please? Oh, yeah. Hey! Okay, <laughs> I'm back. He's not only uh, your doppelganger, but also your roommate. He's my Mysteriously. roommate. Yeah. He uh, makes a mean apple crumble, surprisingly. You know, he's a sweet guy. He's a sweetheart. He's a sweet guy. He's a sweetheart. Um, don't come back in, though. Goodbye. No, no, no. DJ, BJ, I meant. Um, please, no. <laughs> uh, do you Do you want to go to the verdict? I, I'm, no, hold I'm, on. I do want to talk about the bosses. Cause yeah, let's talk about the bosses. I, um, I have so, nothing to add here. I did no, watch, absolutely. I watched someone fight them 
I feel like I have. They are. What's that? Uh, it's a very specific Germanic word. Infuriating. <laughs> I was incensed. I was livid. If I was in a Popeye cartoon, you would see like a a red line mm, like coming up. up my body, like and and then once it got to my head, steam would come out of my ears. <laughs> I got to Crade, and I probably had like three energy tanks. Everyone is everyone Crate. following along with the energy tanks me- Crate metaphor? Crade is the one with the udders, right? The teats that shoot. DJ, I wish you were wrong, but yes, DJ, <laughs> DJ, yes, Crade is the one with the teats and the udders that shoot the teats at you. Uh-huh. You can freeze the teats, stand on said teats, and shoot at Crade if so you wish. Mm-hmm. And I do. But it's also one of those things like when you remember when you got to, you know, eight four in Mario Brothers and Bowser is like throwing fire and also like shooting a bunch of hammers at you in a waterfall. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on here? Um, that's what Kraid is like. He's just he's shooting horns, I wanna say, from his back that arch over you, and then he's shooting his teats as you so wisely identified um, at you. Three teats in a column, as a normal human woman would have, uh, as as is my understanding. It's chaos. And I was like, I have to be missing something. And so I watched, you know, probably someone 20 years my younger play Metroid on the YouTubes. And it just seemed like chaos there too. They're like, you just got to keep bombing him and just keep doing this. It's like an, an, it's definitely one of those situations where it's not a strategy. You're just there to live longer than Kray. That's all mm. you want to do is like live longer than the boss. It's a battle it was, royale infuriating um ridley uh the second boss is a little bit better but only in a bad nes way like it's the it's bad nes in the opposite direction and that ridley just throws things in an arc and if you get under that arc it's like the hammer brothers rule and mario like you can't hit me (laughs) because you don't have any ai to recognize that i'm right in front of you so i just shoot a bunch of missiles at you and you die but when i got to mother brain uh, unfortunately, Tyler came down. I hate when Tyler comes down when I'm playing a video game because it's literally, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's my worst self. I wish I had better control over myself, but I don't. And yeah. so I just get so it's definitely the id mad. <laughs> so it's, it's also like silly to say that I'm so mad while I'm relaxing ostensibly. Yeah. Just hanging out, playing some games, bruh. Um, but she's like shooting spaghettios at you. There's yeah. these weird yellow lines coming at you. All of them kill you. I was spamming that rewind button on the, 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 the what have you uh, so much. Uh, but I did murder her. Murder hey. Mother Brain. I, th- I, guess that's, I guess that's the end of her. I guess we'll probably... Don't um, don't worry about it. She'll never appear literally in the next game. We won't see her again in Super Metroid and Metroid Zero Mission. And, during, <laughs> and also a flashback during Metroid Other M. <laughs> but I do... I will say this because in you you hear about Metroids by picking up the game box and you hear about <laughs> the, the these, these aliens, but you finally actually encounter them when you beat the first two bosses and you can get into this, the final area of the game. And they are terrifying. They like sort of like 
you first encounter them in like a tower, one of those vertical towers again, but this time you're descending the tower rather than mm. ascending. And so you'll land on a platform and a Metroid will just like sort of come up below the platform because they're like programmed to just like come straight towards you. And they're, I mean, it's still NES like style gameplay, but it was oddly terrifying. Mm. Uh, as I played it, because you have to freeze them and then shoot a bunch of missiles at them in order to kill them. But it was scary. It was actually legitimately scary when I got to that last uh, level. <laughs> These jellyfish robots are after me. Ah, even though it was just a ripoff of Alien, it worked. I will say that. It worked. It's a very successful video game. You know, it's really popular. <laughs> do you want to go to the verdict now? I do. Okay, great. Metroid, she's a lady with guns. She's a Metroid, and she's got no fun. She's a woman. <laughs> Did I mention she? That's her preferred pronoun. Metroid. <laughs> Are we talking about Samus here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she likes to go by Metroid. Okay, I'm gonna go first because my I feel like my verdict has less value because I quit. Um, this game. <laughs> sucks and it's frustrating there are lots of there are lots of fun things about it um i think some of the design stuff is cool i think the uh samus's design is cool i think the idea of mother brain is pretty cool i think the she's a mother and both she's both a mother and a brain she's and a brain um i like that you can kind of like the mechanics are like similar to other nes games around this time but like different you know what i mean they added like some vertical elements you're going uh, like you kind of a puzzle but not in the way that Zelda is. It's more of a maze kind of, which is interesting in theory, very frustrating in practice. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm going to say your inner child is an idiot for this game, but I'm not writing off the entire Metroid franchise or saying that it's not Hot worthwhile. take. Yeah. <laughs> I won't write off these other games I haven't played. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree with you. Your inner child is an idiot on this one. I will say there are a lot of like really clever ideas and I feel like they're I mean, I think this is true with a lot of NES games um, in that there are a lot of ideas that are sort of in a very early state and they are limited by the technology of the console itself. I think this is yeah. also true with um, with Zelda. I think uh, Mario Brothers in its initial form had some good ideas, but I think it really got like into a real coalesced concept in like Mario Brothers 3 which is still on the NES but still like I think it took a few yeah. rounds of like yeah. okay I, I I can play around with this formula and I think Metroid still suffers from a lot of that NES obscurity sort of that arcade mentality of just mm -hmm. like being completely obtuse and opaque, there are no real hints. You just have to like hear from a guy who heard from his other this other guy at the schoolyard. Oh, if you just like bomb this specific spot on this wall, uh, you'll get more missiles or whatever. It still suffers a lot from that, but there is a real good concept here. Um, I like in theory um, that that you get stronger as the game goes on, but I think 
the limitations of the gameplay in that you can only shoot up and across uh, really make it a frustrating experience. And the fact that you only, the fact that you only start at the same place over and over again, um, and the enemies are so hard and your health is so limited that it actually kills the main gameplay element, which is explore your surroundings and figure it out. It's hurt by how the game is designed. I will say that just on a lark, after I completed the original Metroid, I went to my Super Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch Online uh, Fall Dural um, and played the beginning moments of Super Metroid. I was mostly curious because Super Metroid starts um, in that you enter Mother Brain's chamber as it's all destroyed and desolate after you destroyed her in the f- in the first game, and you go sort of backwards a little bit. So I just wanted to see what that game was like. And it's immediately, like, it corrects a lot of these issues instantaneously. Mm, yeah. it's, it's much better telegraphed. I don't think it's, like, too easy, but... I think it rewards being attentive to your surroundings and being like, oh, that little alcove looks weird. It looks like a place that I could pro- probably bomb when I get bombs. Or that that power-up was really rewarding, so maybe I should go back to the places I've already been and blow up a bunch of shit with this new power-up I have. Um, I think that Super Metroid really perfects this sort of groundwork that the original Metroid laid down so right. i would recommend that i'm actually i was just going to play it for a few minutes and i've been returning to it several times this week oh. so i would recommend super metroid over original metroid it was originally called uh extra crispy metroid funnily oh, enough before funny. they decided on we're going to call it a super nintendo rather than extra crispy nintendo so just call <laughs> it funny. a super it's metroid f- <laughs> just call it super metroid. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the the like you've heard from a guy on the playground because I remember oh, that yeah. sort of stuff, not necessarily about this game. And in the, I like that is kind of cool. It's like a speakeasy. You have to like learn the code word to get in, but like only in theory and practice. I'm like, just, well, it's hard game. to do now when the game is 30 years old and I don't hang out on as many playgrounds due to a court order um, <laughs> that I used to <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> But I will say, like, I mean, I feel like I talk about this game anytime we vaguely reference video games. But, like, Breath of the Wild had a lot of that, uh, Legend of Zelda, colon, Breath of the Wild. Thank um, you. Had a lot of that uh, element where you found people being like, oh, have you seen this thing yet? Yeah. Because I think a lot of that game was not so much... It was a very wide world, but yeah, if you just huge. followed the story, you might miss a lot of things. So there were a lot of moments in that game where you could be like, "Oh, did you know that there was this, you know, whole other village of like fish, uh, fish hunting people that you might miss because the story never actually takes takes you there." So I think there is still an element. I was I was of a mindset before Breath of the Wild that was like, "Oh, that was probably just because I was a kid, and that those those moments in games have passed." But I think I think it can be done. I think it's yeah. just harder to do now, and it's 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 accomplished in a different way in the internet. Well, and the, and for that game, it's it's like a it's something you sort of either run across or earn or go back to that it's sort of like adds just enriches the world. And in this case, it's like either just another place to die or you can't actually advance <laughs> in the game without right. it, you know? And I feel like that's different where it's just like, and I'm not saying like, obviously it's possible to get through this game. I'm not like, uh, but it's I just did like it with a rewind button. 
We're and a, and a map know. from the internet. <laughs> a little help. And maybe My a lot of videos on YouTube. Nintendo. Um, <laughs> I called the Wiz at some yeah. point. Fred Savage picked up. <laughs> what do you think, everybody? You're on Charles and Idiot at gmail.com. Uh, you can call and leave a voicemail or text us at 615-576-0525. You can find us on all the social medias, your Instagrams, your Twitters, uh, your other things, uh, your Metas. <laughs> it's called Meta now. Uh, TJ, um, I asked you one thing before we started this podcast oh so many years ago, which was never use Facebook's new name whenever they decide what it is. Um, I went for Glarble Snarf, but uh, Mark didn't, didn't want to <laughs> do it. Um, we also want to thank our patrons, including Demons Australian Exit, His Honor the Mayor. <laughs> was that too much on the, the <laughs> no, it's accent? Great. It's perfect. Uh, Dan McIntyre, Beth Sermont, David Mort, Jonathan Day, the supreme ruler of this podcast, just cuz Scalphosaurus, who is actually the third boss in the original cut of Metroid. That's right. Right after Dr. Hal- Dr. Shit. Dr. Halcom. Right after Dr. Malcolm's heaving bosom. Heather Tuggle, how you doing? Tyler Richardson. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Karen Curd. Lindsay Nell. The Zesty. Jacob Graham. Particle Man. Dramatically placed hot dog. Larissa Maestro. T. Smith. Jeremy Powlin. And of course, Kevin from the mysterious land of Cleveland. Flee to the cleave. Thank you all <laughs> very, very much. If you want to support the show like this, patreon.com slash Aaron Travis and the Beep, 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 beep.